Now it's Just Plane Radio. Yeah. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. I can fly. Take me to the Brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. It's your lucky day. Your aviation resource on the information super skyway. You got a plane. Call Just Plane Radio toll free now at 888-884-2FLY. And the sky's the limit. That's 888-884-2359. Sir? I'd like you to take the helm, please. I'd be glad to. Greg, a co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis. And to help us kick off uh, today's navigation through the latest aviation news and information here on Just Plane Radio. From AOPA, we have Tom Haynes for the first time in 2020. Tom, welcome. How are you, my friend? Hi, guys. Uh, well, great. Uh, welcome to the new decade. Yeah, how about and, this? Um, yeah, the, the decade of aviation. Let's just declare that and see what happens. I li- uh, You know what? Who's going to argue with us? It very well could be. Could be a lot Seems of like stuff uh, going on. You know, we've been we, we had a, a fun show last week. Now it's time to kind of hunker down and really get into the nuts and bolts of how you can be a better aviator and informed general aviation pilot here for the new year. So, uh, Dennis, I, I know you have been uh, you know digging deep into these stories, and, and since we have Tom at our disposal here for the next few minutes at least, uh, we, we got to navigate a few things that I know he knows more than we do. And that would, the first story about the Cirrus jet and the app, right? That would be the thing you think we got to lead with? What do you think? I think that's a good place to start. And it's actually, it's not even the Cirrus jet that's getting the app. It's the new SR-20 series. So the 20 and 22, the piston airplanes, there's an app for your airplane now. And what does it do, Tom? Have you already dug into it and got it? And because it, they gave you one of these free when they started building them, didn't they? As being oh, a big, sure, yeah, uh, they just tend right. these like crazy, these you know <laughs> million dollar airplanes. Sure, we get them all the time, right? Uh, yeah. So no, this is the Generation Six, the G Six uh, from Cirrus. So um, you know, the interesting thing about the Cirrus is if you if you look at the airplane, the SR twenty that was delivered in July of nineteen ninety nine, and I was there for the very first delivery, and you look at the airplane today from the outside, and they look really quite similar. And yet there's you know, many, many, many differences, not only to the avionics, which you'd expect over that period of time, there'd be ch- big changes, but also to the way the airplane is is built and the, f- the materials that are used in it and a, a lot of different changes. And Cirrus has been really aggressive over the years and in incorporating technology into their airplanes. And so this uh, the G6 version, among other things, includes the Cirrus IQ app, which um, allows you to basically check on the status of your airplane from anywhere on the planet that you've got an internet connection. You can uh, essentially fire up the electrical system and have it send to you to the app information about what's what's going on in the airplane. You can check fuel status. You can check oil temperature. So maybe you decide that uh, you need to activate uh, remotely the uh, the engine preheat if you're, if you're going to go for a flight. I'll let you know the fuel status, as I said, so you can determine before you ever go to the airport, do I need to put fuel in it or not? Maybe call, go ahead and call the fuel truck and have them top it off or put some fuel in before I get there. Uh, it also uh, takes a look at your oxygen level, if you've got oxygen on board. So uh, you're going to have a high-altitude flight. You know you've got enough oxygen available to you. TKS, the anti-icing uh, fluid that uh, uses to keep the ice off the airframe. You can check on that level to make sure there's enough fluid on board. And also, uh, if you're doing your logbook, you can check and see uh, what the hours are on the airplane, so you can record your last flight in some way. So, you know, I, I love the you. idea of this thing, but I got to tell you, hey, wouldn't it freak out the people that were there at the uh, airport? 
if it, all of a sudden this plane that has nobody in it starts making all kinds of racket? Because it's going to do that, right? If you fire up this stuff remotely or no? Well, I mean, I guess is it's kind of like throwing the battery master and probably just a couple of things. Uh, I don't even know if it lights up on the panel, literally lights up on the panel or not, or whether it just activates some circuitry behind the screens mm-hmm. that, that allows you to, 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 to see this information. But it's really quite a helpful time-saving if sure. you're somebody who lives a long ways from the airport. For me, with my airplane, you know, 100 yards from me every day at the office, uh, no big deal for me to walk out there and check the fuel status if I don't know it. But if I'm 45 minutes or an hour, an hour and a half away from the airport, uh, it could be really pretty helpful to you. Well, it's just a matter of time before they're going to incorporate that Tesla uh, technology and just have it taxi over and pick you up at the FBO while you're finishing <laughs> your coffee, right? It's like, all right, where do you I'm think they got it. the idea from? Greg? Well, duh, their, I, their I new CEO came from Tesla. I'm yeah, telling you, so, this right. is where it's going. But uh, that is going to freak some people out when they start doing that. But I would imagine Cirrus is going to be the first ones that start doing this stuff. I mean, have you have you actually heard as far fetched as that kind of sounds right now? That really is the what what's coming with this type of stuff. Wouldn't you agree, Tom? Or am I just uh, blowing smoke? <laughs> Well, I don't know. Automatic taxi may be a little ways over the horizon, but uh, certainly the idea of autonomous flight is is very nearby. We saw that demonstrated uh, last year with the Autoland system that Garmin was demonstrating on the Piper M600. We talked about that on the show, I think, and also the Cirrus Vision Jet. Uh, I, I flew that with that system on board, and we got to see Autoland there. And and so, you know, just one more piece of technology coming together that ultimately is going to lead to autonomous flight in some of these aircraft, uh, certainly by the end of this new decade that we just started. There you go. That's right. Give us something to look forward to towards the end of this decade. I I love it. All they got to do is work out a deal to give us one of these things. Because the price tag on a new Cirrus is going for what these days? Do we know, Tom? Uh, Right around a million bucks. Yeah, chump change. Yeah, we got Captain Keith's uh, credit card. I, I I copied his number last year. So oh, okay, I'll oh, just, one uh, of those make rich call. airline pilot guys. So right, surely he's got got the, lots of money laying around. Of course, well he's he's got good credit for now until I get a hold of it. <laughs> All right, so uh, we have that. Now the other thing AOPA does, other than looking out for your you know flying rights that they do uh, constantly, is they uh, do these fly-ins. Now, uh, the first one is in May, but we actually have some news from one of the fly-ins from last year at Gulf Shores. And what does that entail, Dennis? What happened? Well, I think because uh, everybody was so impressed with the facilities at Gulf Shores, uh, the the, uh, visitors and the number of flights going in there has gone up dramatically. And uh, the FAA has just announced that they're they're funding a air traffic control tower to be installed now uh, at the Gulf Shores, Alabama airport. So you're taking credit for this, right, Tom? And AOPA? No, as you should. no, Dennis is giving us credit. I'm not taking credit for that. <laughs> Come on, but anyway, well, well, it had to be. Uh, Think about how many pilots you know probably never thought to go to the uh, uh, Gulf Shores Airport put and them were on exposed the to it through the AOPA fly-in. Yeah, yep. Absolutely. But we certainly we, we certainly hear that often that people do go back to these locations that where we have fly-ins to be able to spend more time and and to get to know the area. We certainly have reports from FBOs about their business being up, uh, you know, in a measurable kind of way for a year or two after we've been there. So we all take some of that credit, whether that's mm-hmm. enough to trigger a, a control tower at a particular airport. I'm not sure, but regardless, it's nice to see them uh, be able to get some uh, control tower there because it is a busy little airport with a, with an interesting mix of traffic, which is one of Tower well, can be particularly helpful. You know this uh, since you were there last year, uh, Gulf Shores is a UFO hotspot, right? 
Okay. Oh, you didn't know this? No, Come really, on. it is. It really is. <laughs> no. it, it, yeah, they used to have uh, tons of UFO activity in that uh, uh, area of Florida. And then they have like- Is that a, right? Yeah, they have an Couldn't annual have anything festival. to do with Pearl Bird Field down the way, though, yeah, right? Yeah, all those military air bases. The legalization uh, of uh, pot, I don't know. I, it, 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 it's, it's a thing, though, in Gulf Shores. God bless me. They all probably right. need a tower because, you know, they got to land all this alien spacecraft stuff uh, mm-hmm. there now. You know, they, they actually, a lot of that's been going on. Uh, towards the end of tw- uh, oh, yeah. 2019. Are, have you been getting yeah. reports? Like, can you share any of that kind of inside scoop at AOPA? You guys ever get those kind of calls? Say, hey, you know, I was flying yesterday and I saw something. I don't know what the hell it was, but it sure wasn't from this planet. You get any of those calls at uh, AOPA, Tom? Or, or are you not well, at liberty to share? Well, having sat in on calls to our uh, call center where mm-hmm. people call in with all sorts of aviation-related questions, yeah. I've not personally heard that, but I can't believe that it hasn't happened. So yes, we get I a lot think. of really unusual calls. Uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm sure that that's happened. But, yeah, the, all the drones uh, out, outside of uh, Denver, mm-hmm. uh, a, lot of, a lot of talk about that over the last couple of weeks about who is it that's flying these drones in formation. Um, nobody seems to know. And, and uh, even – Secretary of Transportation Chow this week uh, brought it up at a conference about uh, the, the furthering the need for drones to be able to to re- be required to broadcast a, a unique identification. That's a new piece of uh, regulation that just got floated this week, right? Um, and uh, require requiring that. So we'll see where that ends up after the comment period closes. Yeah. Well. Yeah. We were talking about that last week uh, on the show. That that thing that and the drone catchers. I mean, aren't they actually designing drones to take down other drones now? Right. For yeah, this call it cannibalism. Yeah, exactly. It, it'd be fun to watch. What a battle in the sky. It's like, you know, Terminator against, well, first it's against the machines, and then they team up, and then they all take us out. But that's all. Yeah. Well, that, that's, that. ne- that's the next decade. I'm just talking about yeah, this right. decade. Yeah. yeah. What do you think, Dennis? Uh, I'm just picturing, uh, you know, my uh, electric vacuum cleaner fighting with another one already, and <laughs> it's just taking this up to the next level, right? Right. Roomba. Exactly. Roombas, uh, yeah. The battle of the Roombas and the handhelds for the upright. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Or well, the Sunday, 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 mm-hmm. right? The Maybe. cat, the cats on top of the Roombas. Right. Each other or something yeah. Like bring that. in some animal life. Why not? All right. So look, uh, we got a lot to navigate here. Uh, you know, as we kick off 2020 properly with our good friend Tom Haynes from AOPA. More coming up on Just Plain Radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. 
Flightstudy.com. Whether you're a flight student, an experienced pilot, or simply an aviation enthusiast, there is a place for you as a member of the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association. Join AOPA to get the latest general aviation news, safety resources, and technical support you need to sharpen your skills and become a central part of the nation's vibrant general aviation community. Learn more about becoming a member at AOPA.org. That's AOPA.org. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. with Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. So we're going to give you an aviation term, and you're going to write the definition of what you think it means on your board. Okay. Flying dirty. I think they were a little shocked at how dirty aviation can sound. Thrust. Cockpit. Suck, squeeze, bang, blow. So what do you think that'd be? Um, the pilot. <laughs> <laughs> Come and fly away with me. This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis. And uh, from AOPA, we have Tom Haynes helping us out right now. You heard a little clip there from The Bachelor, which uh, I know you, your spouse or better half is probably making you watch that show like, like mine does. And you know that the new Bachelor he just uh, launched last week is a uh, pilot. Uh, Peter is his name. And, you know, I, I thought he was going to make it towards the end uh, last season. And I only know this once again because my family makes me watch this show. But uh, sure enough, in the last episode last week, uh, you heard or heard, you may have heard that the, the bachelorette from last year who blew him off in the final three has showed back up in the uh, episode. And uh, you're getting tons of calls about this at AOPA too, right, Tom? I'm guessing. Uh, about Peter the pilot, yeah, yeah. Um, that's just that's just a little too painful to even to, to even think about. Really. Exactly, yeah. it's that's what we call in the business radio gold. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I don't know who who knows what's going to happen with this mess. You know, they're trying to suck in uh, the pilots in the aviation community by having the bachelor be a uh, be a pilot. But I'll, I'll tell you what, they're using every every stereotype out there that you know women. You know, if you're if you're a guy, uh, they dig you, and and I'm sure it goes the other way too. But uh, you know, uh, you know the typical stereotype thing: a guy in uniforms, very sexy, blah 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 blah. But if you know that, I always look at the bright side of that kind of stuff because any kind of promotion we get for general aviation, if it's on the Bachelor, hey, what the hell? If it works, it works, right? We'll take it. It's a good thing. Would you agree, Tom? <laughs> Uh, I'm 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 actually I'm contemplating that, Greg. You know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not convinced it's a it's 
the best way to promote our uh, Well, I didn't say it was best. I just said, hey, we'll okay. take whatever we get. So, yeah, as I say, just spell my spell my name right. Right. Yeah. yeah, Peter the Pilot on The Bachelor. So we'll have to follow Jeez. his progress over the next few weeks. We got that to watch here in 2020. Or to avoid. You know, the pilot's progress, yeah. <laughs> yeah, depending on your perspective. Uh-huh. All right, so uh, AOPA does do much more you know, uh, constructive things. And, and I know being a new year, you have, uh, what new scholarships available that, that are out there now for wannabe pilots or what? Yeah. So all the, all the kids who are inspired by the bachelor and mm-hmm. want to become that guy, yeah. Peter the pilot exactly can, can come to our website and learn more about the, uh, the scholarships that AOPA has over a million dollars worth of scholarships were, are on the line right now. Sweet. Um, so we'll uh, until March fifteenth uh, is the deadline. Actually, they they'd really like for everybody to have them in March first, but they're giving everybody the fifteenth. Uh, but it's uh, yeah for high school students, it's eighty scholarships of ten thousand dollars apiece, and then another twenty ten thousand dollars scholarships for teachers who are using the AOP high school curriculum because we want them to be way smarter about aviation and and how to how to teach it. Nice. So, uh, plus we've got numerous other ones. Um, for, well, yeah, what, where's the uh, uh, old fart uh, scholarship that I can apply? Yeah, for? Well, uh, well, here you go, Greg. It's the <laughs> AOPA Primary Flight Training Scholarship. Okay, twenty five hundred bucks to seventy five hundred dollars, mm-hmm. um, uh, funded by the donate don uh, by our donors, and you have to be at least sixteen years of age, which I think you qualify for. Uh, barely. Um, yeah. Um, so did that, say how that, you that, acted, right? <laughs> Yeah, these are physical ages we're talking about, not mentally. I'm good. Right, right. Yeah. All right. Uh, and, we got, and then we've got several more for those who are looking for advanced ratings, trying to do an instrument rating or uh, more, more advanced certificates. Flight instructors, for example, we need we need flight instructors desperately. So somebody's looking to upgrade. We've got uh, some scholarships of three thousand to ten thousand bucks available hmm. uh, there. So if you just so, come to aopa.org and and search scholarships, you can find out all the deets. Got it. And just do that. But but if uh, you know you're you've been you know flying for a while and and you're thinking about getting into teaching, there's an option for you there too. Is what you're saying? Yeah, absolutely. It's a great way to uh, get some funding to help you upgrade your ratings or certificates. Um, and uh, if you're a teacher out there, man, we'd love to help you get a pilot certificate uh, and have you embrace the AOPA high school uh, STEM curriculum mm-hmm. uh, for for kids. And it's, we've got uh, uh, 130 some schools with about 5,000 kids in 34 states currently using that curriculum. And, and it's going to be expanding more and more. We, we have grades ninth and 10th grade are finished. 11th grade is being tested and it'll be out next year. And then we'll work on 12th grade. So it's an amazing program. And, Right now, with the demand for pilots, what it is, and over the next 20 years, uh, we're, we're seeing a huge demand for pilots and flight instructors and, and maintenance guys, mechanics. So lots of opportunities out there in aviation. And so these scholarships, thanks to the James Ray Foundation and other donors to the AOPA Foundation, um, making this money available to help kind of give people an opportunity that otherwise might not have it. Well, there you go. I mean, it's a that's a great plan for sure, and you know, especially when you're talking about the kids in high school, you know, those sixteen year olds, uh, especially you, you know, target the guys and say, "Hey, man, you go through this program, you could be the next bachelor." Look at that, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, deal. yeah, a little icing on the cake there, maybe, or a deterrent. You got to get a. You got to know your audience. All right, so uh, some other uh, aviation news that we need to uh, cover. 
is, is hits close to home for Captain Dennis because he has a Mooney 201. And we've been covering their story or situation. First, they shut down it towards the end of uh, 2019. And then they opened back up and surprised everybody. You know, not even, what, a week later or something, Dennis? And now they're closed again? What the hell's going on? Do we know? Yeah, the, the work workers came back from the holiday break and were basically shown the door again. And so a lot of a uh, lot of uncertainty done in Kerrville. And I really wish the best uh, to all of those people. And hopefully the, the Chinese owners can figure out what they are going to do with, uh, with Mooney here and let the rest of us know too, because this is a lot of uncertainty for not just the, the workers out there, but for the 10,000 Moonies that are still flying, you know, it's be nice to know that we're going to still continue to have factory support. Sure. Uh, Tom, what are you hearing? Anything uh, other than what we've read, just like uh, what Dennis kind of regurgitated there from from online reports or what? Right. Yeah, no, it's pretty much the same thing. They were uh, basically told to go home and they did not get, they're supposed to get two weeks of holiday pay, which apparently the company also didn't pay that. Hmm. Uh, So very unfortunate. Certainly not the first time we've seen this happen with Mooney. They've been through this uh, drill uh, a bunch of times and just my 30 some years of covering general aviation, um, I've seen this cycle probably a half a dozen times where mm. they've uh, either gone bankrupt or gone uh, sort of quiet for long periods of time while they've tried to get their financing uh, straightened around. As, as has often been said, Mooney's never seemed to have money and good management all at the same time. Yeah. Well, we can only hope that uh, maybe with the new year, they'll figure something out here soon and get that resolved. Uh, we have some other Mooney news to cover uh, once again, because Dennis has one. And uh, maybe we can all learn whether or not, you know, you, you want to get a Mooney or you, you want to wait. I guess right now you'd probably want to wait. But if you have a Mooney already, these are kind of stories that you're going to want to know more about. And they're coming up on Just Plain Radio. Just Plain Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Been up around the stratosphere at 31,000 feet. I'm gonna fly on out of here on wings that you can't see. If you're gonna fly high without fear, you're gonna have to learn to love the atmosphere, and you gotta learn to use those wings you can't see. This is Just Plain Radio. Greg, your co-pilot. That's me, along with Captain Dennis, and from AOPA, we also have Tom Haynes with us right now as well. All right, so Dennis has a Mooney 201. So we have a tendency to kind of weigh heavily on stories that involve that particular aircraft, uh, both good and bad. And this one, I don't know, is kind of a gray area. I guess it's bad if you're the lady, right? Dennis, what happened? Well, it, it didn't have to be a Mooney, just coincidental, which is right. why it caught my attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, uh, a couple was uh, taking off out of Arizona on a trip uh, with their Mooney to Henderson, Nevada. And uh, apparently shortly after takeoff, the uh, door popped open, which... You know, it, it happens uh, far too frequently on airplanes. You don't get that latch quite tight. And, uh, well, anyway, you never want she, that uh, to happen. Let's be You be don't, honest. but it, it does happen. <laughs> but obviously, it's not a safety of flight issue. They were able to get her blanket that she had wrapped around her, pulled back in, and got the door closed and continued on to their destination. Mm-hmm. No problem. Okay. Until they got there and did a quick uh, inventory of all of their gear and realized that her cell phone was missing. Oh! So... Oh. So what do you do? Hey, you pull out your other phone and you do a find my iPhone. And well, there it is shortly uh, just off the end of the runway out in the middle of the Arizona desert. Did it survive? uh, Good good story. 
Well, that's that's what surprised them. For one, it was still reporting its position, so it at least survived enough to be able to uh, transmit. Uh, but they uh, they decided on the way back, they stopped into the same airport then, and the airport manager loaned them a, a little ATV, and they went out into the desert and actually found the phone, and it was intact, undamaged. How about from that? From a thousand-foot drop. That is quite an advertisement for a new phone case. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what. Gee whiz. <laughs> Uh, that is impressive. Yeah, that's pretty amazing. I mean, not not only that they found it, but also that it was still working. Right. I mean, uh, you know, you you do, uh, you know, you can purchase that uh, like what Apple Apple Care Plus, and they they actually have a service where if it's lost or stolen or accidental damage, all that stuff is covered. It's like, uh, what happened to it? Uh, I dropped it out of an airplane, <laughs> and they give you like a new one for like I don't know, hundred bucks or something. I only know this because uh, I got a new. I got a new one. I had to mortgage my house to buy the damn thing, but I definitely had to. I got the coverage just in case I drop it out of an aircraft. More things coming out of your airplane that you don't want to next. Just plain radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your stewardess speaking. We regret any inconvenience the sudden cabin movement might have caused. This is due to periodic air pockets we encountered. There's no reason to become alarmed, and we hope you enjoy the rest of your flight. By the way, is there anyone on board who knows how to fly a plane? Airplanes, airplanes, flying all around the sky. Do you think we can take off before he gets there? Airplanes, airplanes, flying way up high. Wow, number one with a bullet. I'm not so sure about that. But this is Just Plane Radio. I am Greg, your co-pilot, along with Captain Dennis. And from AOPA, we have Tom Haynes. All right. So, uh, you know, this lady dropped her iPhone out of an aircraft. She ended up finding it, thanks to find my iPhone. And it was intact, the whole thing. Uh, maybe it'll come out as a commercial or a new phone case or something, because that's, that's kind of impressive. But I guess it's just a friendly reminder you need to hold on to your stuff. Or make sure that well, make uh, sure your door's secure before takeoff. Yeah, right. it, that ended up uh, working out okay, but it could have landed, I guess, on somebody's head, which would have been bad and uh, left a nasty mark at the bare minimum. But uh, you've had these kind of stories before, I guess, right, Tom? You had told me. Off yeah, of you know, I've been flying photo missions for you know decades, uh, and um, with photographers and videographers in the back of the airplane. And fortunately, we've never lost a camera. We've had a few things exit the airplane. Over over the years, and including little pieces of carpet and and uh, a, a aircraft registration or two, mm. but uh, one of the more interesting one was years ago. I heard about a photographer who who dropped. This is back in the days of mechanical Nikon's before we had all the digital stuff we have today, and uh, dropped his Nikon out of an airplane over an airport, and so they landed and went back. And this was from you know hundreds of feet. Uh, they they went back and landed and, you know, went looking around the airport and sure enough, found this thing half buried in the dirt hmm. and uh, dusted it off. And uh, guess what? 
it all worked. Still Lens was fine. How about that? The, the body was fine. And uh, so it says something about Nikon quality, at least in those days. I guess. Well, there you go. Yeah. I mean, maybe yeah. uh, Apple took a little uh, note from them. Right. Same kind of deal. But yeah, yeah, you don't want this stuff flying out of your aircraft. I, I wouldn't want to test yeah, your gear <laughs> in that regard. Yeah. But that has to be the worst feeling ever, isn't it? Because Oh, yeah. I mean, I know, I know a certain um, high-level person at AOPA who was flying a helicopter once. Uh, and it wasn't me, a uh, jet ranger and the door and those things is pretty flimsy. And they kind of, as you're flying along, they can kind of, uh, open up a little bit. They're still latched, but they just kind of flex open. And, uh, somebody may have had their iPad right there next to the door right? and discovered later, um, shortly thereafter that it had exited the helicopter. Mm. So somewhere in the swamps of Georgia, there's an alligator or something, uh, checking his apps. Yeah. And, uh, doing selfies. Sort of right. Right. <laughs> surfing facebook or whatever yeah. updating so the status it, yeah it, it, it's uh it does happen it's a thing you know i you know you don't hear about too many things like uh stuff landing on houses and cars though do you get those kind of calls at I- aopa sometimes i mean that would show up in I, the mainstream media wouldn't it yeah every once in a while you hear about you know blue blue ice uh landing and going through somebody's uh right roof and ending up in a bedroom somewhere from when an airliner has a, a problem with the lav system lavatory but uh, doesn't happen all that often now mm-hmm. oh, or as we mentioned a couple of weeks ago on the show about the uh the airline slide that landed in the guy's backyard in boston right Oops. there's that but yeah i mean <laughs> but it, it's not common no no but i mean if you're up high enough just so I'm right, just like the, well, it, it becomes blue eyes because the commercial airliners are just up so high. Is that right? And it freezes. So well, they've got the, you know, they got the, the blue water, right? I guess, which is help, helps it all smell better. Right. Um, and then, uh, then it freezes because, yep, they're definitely up in very cold territory. And But how high do you got to be up there before it would freeze, you figure? You have to be above 10,000 feet, wouldn't you? Well, uh, that depends I, on, you know, the, the surface temperature. But uh, yeah, I mean, certainly. Where they're flying, it's minus 40 to minus 60 degrees. Right. Uh, I, well, so, I'm just wondering for the GA uh, aircraft, they're doing oh, a gotcha. long cross country and figure, hey, man, my little John's a little little full right now. <laughs> you know, just know it's, you know, you, you want to know what altitude you're at to make sure you're not going to drop a, a big frozen yellow bomb. You know, you may not have the blue water thing going. All right. A little too much information, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but that's what we do. Here at Just Plane Radio sometimes. Now, speaking of commercial aircraft, now, uh, not only do they have that problem with the, <laughs> you know, with the blue ice sometimes, uh, they have a problem keeping on time. And this is probably a good time to evaluate the uh, airlines and their on-time uh, service and how, how they're rating uh, right now a- after the uh, holidays. And we just got some new data. Is that right, Dennis? That's right. Uh, the uh, annual study was just put out uh, ranking the uh, airlines by least likely uh, to arrive on time. And actually, it was Frontier followed by JetBlue, surprisingly, that uh, were the least likely to arrive at the destination on time. Hmm. They said uh, just 74% of Frontier and 74.8% of JetBlues uh, successfully arrived on time. But uh, on the other side of that scale, Delta and Alaska ranked best with 85.7 and 82 point, uh, basically 82% making it on time to the gate. So if getting to the destination is uh, your priority, um, Delta and Alaska, if you don't care but want a good experience, fly JetBlue. Okay. Well, maybe. So you're not going to mention Frontier? 
Well, we'll just we we covered that two weeks ago. Okay. You know, I we did because I flew up to Detroit from Orlando. Uh, I flew up on Frontier and I flew back on Spirit. I wasn't looking forward to either one, <laughs> to mm-hmm. be honest, because yep. I I know how they operate. But man, they were dirt cheap. I had a last minute thing I had to do, and they really were my only uh, reasonable option financially. So I did it, and actually, Frontier was right on time, delivered the goods. I was actually pleasantly surprised. And, uh, and of course, Spirit, you know, was delayed a little bit. So, you, you know, it's so anecdotal. I don't know if I, I, you got to take all that stuff with a grain of salt when you're dealing with any kind of carrier like that. I think in, in the budget carriers, you, you got to give them a little bit of, a little bit of rope, I guess, or just know like, Hey, you might be delayed. I mean, because when you get into the data, even when you look at Delta and, uh, Alaskan airlines, I believe that data also said that. Uh, I don't. I don't remember which one it is. I don't want to make a mistake here, Dennis. Maybe you know, but one of them it was Delta or Alaska. Like, uh, yeah, they they have the best track record for being on time. However, if they are delayed, you know, like one of them is usually delayed for over an hour, and one's only delayed for about thirty minutes. You know, yeah, so if I you believe get, that was in in the Delta situation. If they're going to be delayed, it's going to be really delayed. Exactly. So you know, it's one half dozen of the other. I mean, you know, yeah, very- and the and the really sad part about these stats is, you know, if you're looking at individual flights, sure, they may not arrive on time. But when you look at an entire trip, like in my case, last weekend, coming back from L.A., my flight uh, leaving L.A. was actually over 20 to 30 minutes late. However, by the time I made my connection in Salt Lake City and got to Minneapolis, I was still on time. So mm-hmm. technically, one of the flights was late getting into Salt Lake. But at the end of the day, I still got to my destination on time. So you know, there's enough uh, enough fudge in the schedules that even individual flights may not mess up your actual arrival, depending how your connections work out. Yeah, well, you probably know how that works more than we do, Tom. They they uh, then don't they build in the, like delay times on a lot of that stuff? It's like, oh, we might be able to make it up in the air, or is that legitimate? Do you know what I'm talking about? Well, I mean they they have power settings that they're supposed to fly on certain routes, depending on winds and and loads and a lot of other factors to mm-hmm. save as much fuel as possible, but if they're running late, they can just basically bump the throttle up, thrust levers up, burn a little more gas, and, and make up some of that time. That's the reason on a lot of transcons in, in particular, uh, if they end up leaving the East Coast late, for example, uh, as I guess it sounds like Dennis had, then they, they can just uh, add some more thrust, make up the time, burn a little more gas, and it all sort of works out in the wash. Hmm. Okay. But, uh, it's, it's still interesting. You, know, you think about uh, Delta being number one, but they're still late 15% of the time. Right. Uh, so, yeah. You know, I mean, uh, you look at you look at all the dynamics going on. I guess that's not so bad. Well, exactly. But it just goes back to why you should fly GA. <laughs> Become a pilot, and then the only person you got to bitch at is yourself. You know, in the and weather, you're always on time because right. you get there when you get there. That's true. Right. When you when you you can decide what's on time. I, well, I mean, yeah, there's this is the time I meant to be here. Exactly. I, I am. Uh, I'm a hundred percent for on time arrivals for me. <laughs> I've never had my airplane leave without me. You know, I've never that I've never looked at it like that, but that's definitely one way to uh, put a positive spin. For you sure, you don't loan it out to your kids, do you? <laughs> <laughs> well, well I've had my airplane leave without me from Oshkosh, and I had to take the motorhome back. Oh, there you go. <laughs> well, that's that's all another thing. But yeah, you know, it, it's just another argument or another reason why you'd want to uh, do that. That that was my uh, New Year's resolution for this year: is to get uh, my pilot's license. 
and uh, fly myself around the country and do my thing. And the Caribbean. You get but, you know, that's been my be resolution for the last five, six years now. So, But that's just me. Don't use me as your example. Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. Be an explorer in the other two-thirds of your world. Be the buddy who takes the kids in the aquarium instead of just to it. Be adventurous. Be amazed. Be a diver. For nearly 75 years, the Aircraft Owners and Pilots Association has been a beacon for those who cherish the freedom to fly. AOPA protects your rights as a pilot by fighting airspace restrictions, fuel taxes, user fees, airport closings, and other issues that threaten your ability to take to the sky. AOPA is on the front lines every day to ensure that general aviation and the interests of its members are promoted and safeguarded. Learn more about how you can become a member at AOPA.org. Imagine traveling twice as fast as you can drive. Imagine taking friends and family snorkeling, surfing, skiing, shopping, and more to exotic destinations. Imagine attending business meetings in cities far away and still making it home at night. Or just imagine exploring the wild blue yonder. Quit dreaming about it and get to it. There has never been a better time to become a private pilot. And flight training professionals in Orlando will show you how. Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is your full-service flight school. A state-of-the-art flight simulator, a fleet of the latest Cessna aircraft, and a staff of full-time seasoned flight instructors are just a few of the many reasons Flight Training Professionals in Orlando is the place to start your aviation adventure. Call 407-896-0077. That's 407-896-0077. Or go to ftpros.com. That's ftpros.com. With Just Plane Radio, the show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. What is this? Somebody enrolled somebody back into pilot school. So what do you say we quit that dead-end job you're in and put your mommy in a real nice home, something with 24-hour care on me, and not one of them Bangham and Binham joints, something really nice. It would be nice to go back to pilot school. <laughs> This is Just Plane Radio. Greg, your co-pilot, that's me, along with Captain Dennis. And from AOPA, we have Tom Haynes. All right, so, um, you know, a lot of stuff's been going on. And we've kind of navigated the latest aviation news and information as we typically do. But uh, I, I think it's time to just put the entire spotlight on Tom. Because I didn't realize this. But you've already sold uh, your RV aircraft that we talked about. What you've had this thing a year or two, maybe, or even that? How long? Yeah, it's about 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 eighteen months. So it's been an interesting 
number couple of months from an aviation standpoint for me. I uh, my my bonanza suffered a bird strike at the end of September when a couple of the other editors at AOPA were flying it. What? And, um, oh, yep, we got to talk uh, about that. But but first, were. let's talk about you selling your uh, air. Your your RV. You have the Bonanza. You have the this RV. We talked about yeah. it when you got that. You got a great deal on this in, in your local area, flying area. You came across it and you thought it'd be a good trainer for your kids and things, and just a fun little uh, plane to fly, uh, right? And it looks sharp. Yeah, it, red color yeah. scheme, if I remember correctly. Is that right or no? Yeah, very good, very good. Okay. It's a red and white airplane. It's a really cool RV. Vans RV twelve, and um. I bought it because there were no light sport aircraft available on the airport at Frederick where we're based uh, for anybody to rent or use. So I put it on leaseback with a local flight school okay. and made it available. And my daughter was planning to use it and she did take some lessons, but then, uh, you know, she finished grad school, got a real job and kind of had a launched life mm. uh, over in Delaware. So it was too far for her to come home. And yeah, so she didn't, didn't really progress that far. But meanwhile, the airplane's been really busy with the flight school. A lot of people are enjoying it. The flight instructors seem to enjoy it. The students like it. And, um, but, uh, it was just taking more time than, than I had these days to kind of help manage the, the maintenance and just keep track of the thing. It's, uh, you know, having an, having one airplane is kind of like having a second home. I always say when it comes to just paying attention to maintenance and keeping, keeping the thing running and looking after all the stuff you have to look at. So when you add a second airplane to the fleet, it's like almost need a full-time manager mm-hmm. for your fleet. And so right. anyhow. I uh, had the chance to sell it right at the end of the year, and uh, a couple of guys uh, bought it, and they put it right back on the line with the same flight school. It's even in the same tie-down spot. So it's like, from uh, most people's point of view, nothing happened. I just ended up with a little bump of cash in my airplane account. Oh, you got to love that. the transaction occurred. Yeah. So was that burning a hole in your pocket then, Tom? Uh, It was. So, you know, I can't have that. So I turned around. Thank you very much for that segue. And bought another kind of RV uh, of the Winnebago variety. Oh, a more of the uh, traditional uh, type. <laughs> exactly. How about I bought a, uh, a motorhome, and and so we're. I haven't even taken possession of that thing yet. It's in California. I'm in Maryland, so we're going out there next week to uh, with a couple of friends, and we're going to drive that beast back. A four day sprint across the country, a wild hog style. Nice. Uh, <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. So is this going to be like a, you know, new AOPA office on the road kind of thing? Or is this going to be a, you know, a, a family thing or a little well, bit of both? Um, I'm thinking of putting a big satellite dish on the top and uh, maybe we can do AOPA live from there. Um, I love and, it. And that sort of thing. I, I, you know, I thought about that at one point until I realized how much fuel you had to put in there, which is basically more than your aircraft. <laughs> <laughs> They yeah, burn so there it are up. days that I get get better mileage in the airplane than I'm probably going to get with this thing. Yeah, at least it's diesel, are. right? You're going to get farther. That's for sure. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Does it uh, take diesel? Is that what it does? Yeah, yeah. it's a yeah, it's got a Mercedes chassis on it. Okay, so you you got one of the big monster Winnebagos though. Like you could sleep like ten of people in this if you wanted. Oh no 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 no! This thing is uh, it's 25 feet, so it's a uh, it's a relatively small class C. If anybody knows about anything about uh, well, Dennis does. He has one of these thing. things. How's that yeah. rate to your uh, RV there, Dennis? Smaller, uh, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, what's yours? How big is yours, Dennis? Yeah, how big but is it, yours, Dennis? Yeah, mine's a 35 foot <laughs> class oh, A. Ooh. It's but RV. it's a gasser. It's a gasser. Okay. So, yeah. all right, well, there's that. But it's bigger, and size matters. That's what she said. Hey. Moving on. Uh, so well, but You will appreciate it at the air shows, Tom, when you can just go into your camper, fire up the generator, turn on the air conditioning, and be in comfort. Absolutely. That, that's the amazing thing about going to an air show with your own uh, mobile home. Yeah. yeah. 
Is that yeah, your plan? That, Are you going to do that, uh, Tom? You think, or is that you? you do I that? am. I'm going to. I'm going to do. It. Of course, the downside is then you don't get to fly to it. Although it sounds like you worked out a deal where you had your airplane and your RV there. Is that right, Dennis? Mm-hmm. That's been our our trick the last couple of years. We uh, will take the RV out to uh, Camp Scholler a week before the show opens, and my son will take the Mooney and fly Chase and bring me back home, and then we can fly into the air show. And have the motorhome already set up. If we hadn't have done that this year, we would not have got to Oshkosh. Because you know that they had the big rainstorm come in Friday night. Well, we were on the ground two hours before that hit. So we were in the motorhome enjoying uh, uh, internet TV and (laughs) air conditioning. It was incredible. Binge watching uh, Netflix. Yeah. Netflix and chilling. And then, uh, you know, but here's the thing. You know, uh, you have uh, plenty of pilot friends. They could fly your plane over there. Now they may have a bird fly into them on the way, which goes back to the <laughs> first part of your uh, uh, story about your plane. Now, this was your Bonanza, and some other person at the office was flying it, and they had a bird strike? Yeah, they uh, they were on an IFR flight plan between Washington National Airport and, and, and Washington Dulles Airport coming north, and uh, they were on an assignment for AOPA, and Anyhow, for some reason, ATC um, had them down at 2,500 feet. Typically, through there, we're at about 4,000 feet. Uh, and they had them down at 2,500 feet, and they hit a bird hmm. and uh, put a big dent in the right leading edge. And so... So he will uh, never take- fly your aircraft again, right? <laughs> well, I got to say, you know, these situations is like, if I'd have been flying, I'm not sure what I'd have done differently because it's like, you know, oh, bird hit. Oh, it's over. You yeah. Know, it's just like that quick. Right. So the yeah. bird, however, had a very bad day. He won't be flying into airplanes well, anymore. I, well, there's that. I'm sure the guy owes you at least a beer or two, right? Come on, let's be real. <laughs> on that note, we'll wrap it up. Till next time, remember, there is no better high than learning, learning to, to fly. fly. Just Plane Radio is brought to you by JustPlaneRadio.com. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from Morbid. Your aviation resource on the Information Super Skyway. It's the only way to be sure. Just Plane Radio is a production of Overboard Entertainment Incorporated. But just plain wrong. Remember, you can listen live or to archives of past shows worldwide over the internet at JustPlaneRadio.com. I'm going to leave my people up to the radio tower. So tell a friend and take off every week with Just Plane Radio. And I'm going to make a call. The show devoted exclusively to flying and the aviation lifestyle. <laughs> Listen up, everybody. Hi, some news. The opinions you just heard on Just Plane Radio are those of the hosts, callers, and guests. We are screwed. They are not necessarily those of any station or network, its management or advertisers. A little too far. Cross the line. There are many factors to consider before learning to fly. What is your problem? So make sure you do your own research and get the proper instruction before your exploration into aviation. Thank you very much, sir. Have any questions or comments? Feel free to do so via the web at JustPlaneRadio.com. 